0: Eric Spoolstra, Tyler Hero. Just keep stretching this out, stretching out. He's not coming back. There's no way no. he comes back in the series. No, I don't
1: think so. I don't think they want to do that. Because
0: uh the probably can't have that. Yeah, and that's one of the things. Like the, the, the heat of built a, a situation where you've got guys that are so comfortable in what their roles are. When you start spreading that out, you start changing everything for everybody, it's gonna confuse you.
1: Why am I going at the crib to debate that? Do I think that all of a sudden that Michael Porter Jr. and and Jokic and and Jamal Murray are just going to strap up? They didn't strap up game one. They didn't strap up game two. So, I mean, plus three and a half at the crib, I kind of like that.
0: Now, do you like them outright or you like them just to cover? I
1: like them to cover.
0: Okay. I I mean,
1: I like them to win, but... I like the plus three and a half.
0: Ball. I mean, this is, this is two smart teams that have a, a little bit of desperation there because when a series is tied 1-1, 80% of the time, the winner of that game three goes on to win the finals. Wow. That's, that's
1: what's an that's an incredible stat. But
0: you know what's a little bit interesting about that, though? So the all-time record for that is 32 and 32-8. You win game three, tied 1-1, you're 32-8 in those series. But since 2010... Game three winners have just gone four and four in series Mm. since then. So it's like you had this big trend, but it's actually been a little more 500 over the last decade or so. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I like smaller sample sizes for that. Yeah. You're stretching it out over 25, 30 Mm -hmm. years, and I'm like, I don't know. It's like trends.
0: You know, it is, but it is at least just gives you an idea, I think, of the mindset of where teams are. But with the trends that I hate more when it's like the Heat over the last seven years have gone, and and it's like, well, that was a different team. So, like, it just doesn't matter.
1: if the Heat were to lose tonight, which Vegas apparently thinks they're going to, does anybody actually believe that that 80% metric of teams that win game three uh, win the series? Do any, does anybody think that applies to the Miami Heat? No. I don't.
0: No, no. Nothing has applied to the Miami Heat. Literally nothing.
1: Uh, so I Nothing mean, has made any sense to with lose, this team. Even if they were to lose games three and four, <laughs> I don't care. They got Here, Denver's got to get to four. And we saw what Boston did. They won three in a row. If anyone can do that,
0: it's the Heat. It's just—it's what's made this, I think, one of the most complicated series. Playoff runs in general to bet on. Why you go into tonight and you say, even when it was like Heat plus two and a half, I was kind of thinking, do 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 we? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they're at home, but now at three and a half, it makes it a lot more comfortable. I do like the Nuggets in the first quarter, though. I think they're going to get out early because their coaches just called them out time and time again over the last couple of days and it's an opportunity there for them to kind of set the tone a little bit and then Miami has had much, has had more success really that third quarter, second half, they really start to make their runs. I think Denver kind of makes that early run. It's also going to be a little low scoring, under 110 in this and then you start to see, you know, as the game goes on, Miami settles in uh, Denver kind of starts to get disrupted by Miami's adjustments. I mean, Scott brought this up today. Michael Porter Jr. at a press conference basically just said, every time we call anything offensively, the Heat switch and counter in like two seconds.
1: Yeah, they're going to need to have some sort some sort of like uh, sign language or something. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Heat know what they're – it's like tipping pitches. The Heat know what they're calling. They know what they're doing. Uh, they're just a step ahead.
0: You know – I understand Eric Spolster hates talking about it, but isn't that the greatest example of heat culture right there and just the organization and how smart he is and that whole entire coaching staff is?
1: Yeah, and you see what he said to Ramona Shelburne where he called her the having an untrained eye. But really, it's like, it's not really about making Jokic a scorer. It's about making sure that those role players that you have on the Nuggets don't ever feel in rhythm. And so that when a fourth quarter comes and they get a contested shot, they're not even comfortable in the least, uh, especially considering that they're missing open, wide open threes as well. So if you have to just allow Jokic and Jamal Murray, mostly Jokic, to be in rhythm, that's fine. He's taking a lot of twos, not a lot of threes from Jokic, maybe two at max.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I had a problem with him reacting the way that he did. Like, I understand he's trying snarky. to... He's, he's making sure that you don't get bulletin board material. The Heat have done a really good job of that. It's it's just been quiet, simple answers. Oh, no, no, no. And then Jokic did the same thing. We're favorites. Who thinks we're favorites? Like, that whole bit. But in reality, we've seen... Like, we've seen... And I'm sure Eric Spolster knows this. When it's Nikola Jokic putting up a ton of points, but he's not getting everybody else involved, they're not as good of a team.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's... It's like one versus five. It usually doesn't work out that well. Like, you can go off. You can go nuclear. Everyone else will do. We're going to try to contain. We're going to make it really difficult for them to get into their, like, groove. I mean, when you have guys, like I said before, when Michael Porter Jr. is not scoring, he's not playing any defense. When Jamal Murray is getting frustrated, he's getting frustrated offensively and defensively. It all carries over. It, It carries over the whole vibe. So, If it's like, well, yeah, I mean, we can't stop Jokic anyway, Uh, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to try to make it really difficult for them to move the ball around. That just kind of, like, the end result is Jokic is the score. You know what I mean? Versus that being the goal.
0: If I were the Nuggets, I would have Jokic bring the ball up even more. Just start as a facilitator even more and throw off Miami's zone, just confuse them, even though they'll probably answer and counter almost right away. But I would just use him even more as a big point center and just see how Miami counters with that.
1: They'll probably press him. That's probably, probably yeah. what they'll do. Yeah. They'll press him up high. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they're getting into the passing lanes into the corners. There just needs to be more. Honestly, there needs to be just more dribble penetration as well. Pause.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the Miami Heat, though, over this oh, run. Oh man, Pete oh.
1: Alonzo just got beamed.
0: I just saw the like the corner of it. Did he actually get hit, or did he dive out of the way?
1: No, I think he got. Yep, he got hit. I think in the elbow. It did not look good. I'll just say that. Look, replay it.
0: Oh, at least it's the elbow, and not. Oh, he doesn't have any. He doesn't have the arm. No, he's got armor. Up. Oh, oh no, it was like the wrist. It's the wrist. That's yeah. That's that when could you be get broken. Pro- that could be a broken wrist.
1: That could be broken. That,
0: and the Mets are already struggling right now. To not have Pete Alonso out there's gonna ah. make things even worse. Oh
1: Ah, hand and wrist. Yeah, ah.
0: that may be maybe an issue. His hand's gotta wrap over the back bones, if you will. Mm-hmm. But right it hit it appeared to hit him right They're looking at it now. The, oh yeah, that thing's gonna blow up like a yeah. Balloon. He's gonna
1: need an M R I. That thing was yeah. He says he's good, but let's be real. You're
0: on with the doctors. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. You're on with uh Inspector, Radiology tonight. Inspector Crick. Uh, Dr. Crick. Wee-oo, wee-oo. Yep, the ambulance is coming out. No, it's actually <laughs> not coming out. They're just evaluating him right now. You uh,
0: Googled what broken hands look like, though, so now you know. Yeah, yeah know. I
1: always do. We I saw what happened to Tyler Hero, do. and that's
0: we're just comparing it to this, and that's how you can tell. It's probably the case. Yeah, Mets are already in a bad spot, so if they lose Pete Alonso, it's going to be even worse for them. You know the Heat on this playoff run have shot 50% from three in four games, and the Golden State Warriors over all four title runs – did that four total times in a game that's how on the heat have been from three this entire not just series obviously but the entire playoff run where they've become a polar opposite team it's that extreme
1: yeah and i think when and i guess like the analysis has also been very interesting to watch both sides which is you've got one camp that's on one side that says they can't keep doing this this is historic this is Uh, completely, like, bonkers. And the other camp says, well, I mean, they are getting very easy open shots based on the way that their offense is running. So when you get a practice shot like Gabe Vincent does and that opens you, like I said, in rhythm, Mm -hmm. like, even if someone puts a hand in your face, you don't even see it.
0: And the promising trend, too, is that you saw Max Struess, who I like over two and a half threes in this, go 0 for 9 in game one and then bounce right back. Totally. Like, that's important. There's the, the one thing about them, too, and that's why you can like you can always count on somebody doing something for the Heat, their role players have so much confidence. I think that's a great example of it, where they don't doubt themselves. They're not like, oh, God, am I going to lose my job, my spot on the rotation? They just have this ability, because it's been instilled for so long, that you know game to game, just because Max Struess shot horribly in game one, Doesn't mean that's happening in Game Two, and just because Gabe Vincent was dealing with a little bit of an injury and wasn't as big of a contributor at the end of the Conference Finals, he's been right back there in the first two games here.
1: Yeah, and Duncan Robinson as well. Yeah, Uh, he had a huge fourth quarter, huge. I think he had ten points in the fourth quarter at one point, and the the Nuggets had two points at that point
0: in the fourth quarter. There's Bam warming up, over twenty eight and a half points and rebounds tonight. Seven and one when Adebayo scores at least twenty points this postseason.
1: Whew, that's a stat. That is a stat. I think Bam Adebayo is going to have a huge game. I really do. How do they stop him?
0: They haven't done it so far.
1: Who's going to do that? Jokic is a horrible defender. He really is. I'm sorry. He is. He's not good.
0: I mean, you're not wrong. But now you can get away with that more in today's NBA than you could in the past, as long as you have other people on that roster, like an Aaron Gordon, that can kind of counter and hide that a little bit. He has the
1: ability to steal the ball. He has the ability Mm -hmm. to block. But, like... Just in terms of being out there in space, having to move laterally, it's just a little barbecued chicken.
0: Well, listen, just you know, a little barbecued chicken. He can get out and handle the ball like a point guard, but there's there's some of the the quick feet, sidestepping yeah. looks. You know, listen, offensive linemen have really quick feet for big fat people. Yeah, but they're not like overly fat, you know.
1: They're also not like as quick as Sauce Gardner. Exactly. So, I mean, Th- that's just is, the difference. This there. is
0: where Nikola Jokic is here with this. Yeah. So, but it shows too how much. They needed Bam at the end of last series. So now if you're the Heat, this is an opportunity again with Jimmy Butler. And you brought this up in the first segment. I think it's important to think about. Like Jimmy Butler being more of a facilitator, he's also kind of going down the road a little bit of what LeBron did in the playoffs where it was early on, let's see who I can get involved. Let's get everybody else. And Butler's recognizing, all right, Strew shot the ball one game too, Gabe Vincent, and Bam is really helping us out. Let's keep them in a rhythm, and then maybe later in the game is when Jimmy Butler, if he has to, goes and takes over.
1: And you know what I like too? I like the idea of waiting till Jimmy Butler hasn't done anything in the first three quarters and live betting his point total yes. over. Because it'll, they'll obviously change that line along the way, and you can get some really good numbers – You might get, like, a Jimmy Butler 19 and a half if he scored 11 points in three quarters of action. You know what I'm saying? So that's something to keep in mind as well.
0: And and even, too, we talk about the third and fourth quarter for the Heat. I mean, game two, they put up 36 points. They were lights out pretty much the the entire way through there. You could almost just wait and see kind of what you could get for a fourth quarter spread. Get something like that individually for Jimmy Butler. Like that's a great way to go on the Heat tonight.
1: Yeah, and you saw, and I was just looking at this graphic that at one point the Heat were down, I think nine in the fourth quarter, something like that, eleven in the fourth quarter. That's a great time to take a Miami Heat live line, uh, whatever that number might be. It might be a nine and a half, might be a ten and a half. You can live bet that on the money line too because. That's what the Heat want to do. Like they are going to just hang around, and then they turn it on in the fourth quarter. That is that is their M O. So that's a betting opportunity mm-hmm. that you can see and sort of uh, like look at as something you can bank on moving forward.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan of live betting, but sometimes it does it does trick you. It's hard in this in this room. It is. It's hard considering because. That- we have we have zones and you know the there's delays is, and stuff. The
1: zone is not ideal. <laughs> well,
0: you can you just have to run out to the parking lot across and the street. And I do
1: it, and things change. And then well, that's the whole, that's happen. the worst part
0: is live betting when you go you like it can move within five seconds. I'm doing it at home, and it'll yeah, move like, before boom, I can just hit place bet.
1: Let alone sprint, <laughs> open the pipe to the door, keep it propped refresh turn your bet mgm back on that's what i'm dealing with here
0: i would love to follow you with a camera for an entire like three separate just live bets like you are, right, you got to do 3 you pick them throughout the game and we just watch the struggles and the frustration or how fast you're able to do it knowing you've got to do all those things to Man, get into the dc zone it's
1: rough dude i usually put them in the bet slip first Mm-hmm. And then that's what really screws you too, because then it'll change. Yep. And then it's like bet close, and you're like, God dang it! You gotta go back. Gotta go back. You gotta exit out, because it's not a bet you can take anymore. It's all, it's all so complex. But you at home in a legal betting area will give you that out as it goes. We'll give right. you that advice, and your, you, our loss is your gain.
0: We still help you out, and that's sometimes that's, that's all. the game That's here. all that we can at least do that's at the this game point. Here. If you had to choose one, Michael Porter Jr. or Jamal Murray to have a bounce back game, I assume you're on the Jamal Murray side.
1: Yeah, I mean he what, he almost what he had 18 last game. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. had three. I'm not like
0: five. I five. Don't short him, Trista. Okay. He had five points. All right. All right. Okay. Come on. One
1: three and one. <laughs> I think maybe a couple of free throws. He was god awful. No, I, I, uh, I think Jamal Murray is. Gonna, they're going to try to figure out ways to get him free from Jimmy, and that uh, will open him up quite a bit.
0: Yeah. And, you know, interesting. If I had to choose one. A thing to think about, too, is we'll see early if the Nuggets were woken up by Mike Malone calling him out. Because when you think about it, that game two loss was their first loss in almost like a month. Because you swept the Lakers. You had all that time off. So... They they may have been just kind of feeling themselves oh a little God, bit after Gabe game Vincent, one.
1: Gabe Vincent's gonna have a huge game. Fresh braids for oh, game Vincent. Yes. Fresh braids. Fresh lineup. Gabe Vincent's going crazy tonight.
0: Good because I have over fifteen points for yeah, him. Yeah, Gabe well, Vincent is gonna plus. have a.
1: When you get a fresh cut back in your hometown, oh man, it is. I mean that's the swag. Look good, feel good, feel good, play good, play good, play good.
0: Let me tell you something. Free agent game. Dion was right about that. Yep.